Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Keith Pointer. That's right. We're here hanging out with you this morning. Uh, we got Louisville basketball tonight, 7 o'clock uh, with the play-by-play, 5.30 with the pregame here uh, as uh, they take on Duke. Uh, so we'll have that for you. I don't even know who's after that. Do we even know who's after that? Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's after that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, man. All right. Um, that's um, another fun one. On uh, And that one's here, here. right? Because yeah. we played them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just looking at Joel Embiid's 70-point, uh, you know, uh, byline, or, you know stat, uh, box score. That's the term I'm trying to think of. Um, I was wondering how many shot, shot attempts. 40, I mean, it's 24-41. It's actually not... I mean, if you're going to score 70 right. on 41 attempts, uh, you end up going 21 to 23 from the free throw line. Um, I mean, let's see. He actually even he even had I – mean, dude had 18 boards, too. <laughs> I mean, jeez, man. Crazy. That's just crazy. Yeah, no, that, um, was, that, was, that was a whale of an effort, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, I would obviously didn't see a play. We don't pretend to – you know, I'm not pretending I'm watching the NBA, but um, – I'll keep an eye when you say 70 points that can look up and go oh okay definitely look at that right um so uh we'll let you jump on in here if you'd like to two six seven nine six eighty we'll do a trivia about that little furniture here um uh, in just a little bit keith pointer is uh, is hanging out with us um i was looking at a couple of stories on twitter um i like the, i like the bookmark thing i'm sure it's been there for a while but i i definitely like it um cause now i can i can easily find uh, some things and one of those was um, when I, I tell you what's where it's interesting. That's right. Darren Ravel had put this up that, you know, there's not a single physical ticket he's seen posted from the game last night where Embiid had 70 points because mo- tickets are pretty much digital, all digital now. Mm. And that's the only drawback to me of, you know, hey, I was there at this game. Where's your ticket? Ah, well, I got a screenshot, you know, <laughs> right of it somewhere. But you have to take a selfie, you know, at the yeah. game, right? You know, just, just to prove that you were there. I don't yeah. Know. Um, the other one that I, that I saw in here, and I just never know what to believe about these numbers with NIL, which we know it's not NIL. It's, it's, it's just it's pay for play. But Ohio State, I don't know if you've seen this number, because they've gotten a couple of dudes in the transfer portal from Alabama, and, and they're saying that uh, – who, who was quoted as – let's see, Adam King. Uh, sources tell me the cost of the team retention, transfer portal, and additions – and the early enrollees for the 2024 Buckeye football team 
is around $10 million. That's mm. basically their team's salary cap for the year. Um, or or at least so far. Right. I mean, I, and again, I never know what to believe with these numbers. Um, but, I mean, if that's – I guess my question is, does that – that's just the way it, it is right now. I mean, you can shake your fist at the sky, whatever, do whatever you want. But um, it's not going away. But with all the movement and the money and all that, does it change your – affiliation connection to the team at all or, or, or not in a way i mean you know one thing that it does for me it, it used to be well you, these are just kids and you can't be so hard on them and that, yeah all the different things and we can argue when, when did that die but 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 for sure when they're starting to get six-figure checks you know when they're getting checks to play and and they can't even come to the game in shape or they they don't extend yeah. any effort and things like that then it's like yeah, I can I can be critical of a of a kid, and you know, there's the kid from Miami who's who has announced he's coming back for I want to say it's like his ninth year of college. Oh yeah, the tight end. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so it's like, well, at some point these aren't just kids anymore. I mean, they're they're paid professionals who you know who have mm-hmm. a craft that they're not going to class. I mean, the classes are all online, you know, so they're oh, not yeah. even yeah. they're not they're not ever even interacting with what your typical student athlete is. And you know, quite frankly, it's one of the things that Bob used to say years ago and probably still would say today, you know, we are in America the only group of folks who tie this high level of athletics to some form of academics and and think that that's appropriate i mean it's like it doesn't they don't i mean they're pros they are pros mm-hmm. and this is yes. our when they say this is like our pro team no this is our pro team you know so uh so yeah i think it i think it has a bit of a disconnect it doesn't seem to bother you when the guys that that that, that are getting in il money overperform i mean you're like yeah that's good give them all the money they want see that see our football right, team right right exactly you know but when you've got guys who are getting money who are driving nice cars who are doing all the things and the ones who came before them played harder played better and arguably had less or at least it was kept under the carpet you know i mean it, yeah it, it changes things for me anyway yeah it's it's just sort of a realization that it really is you're, you're you're more rooting somewhat for a for a pro team uh, I guess and it's there's not any you know there's no real loyalty in sports anyway I mean we're, everybody's you know you're you could get fired at any moment so you want to get as much money as you can for as long as you can and if you got to get out while getting's good then, then you do it and the coaches have always done that and now players are doing it and you know I guess it's just I, I think it. You hear about it sometimes, and and it's up to anybody individually. Like I can't, I, that, that would not be what I would do. I would not give my, you know, sorry, five hundred two circle. I will help in any other way I can. I'm just one of those fans that that's not me to give money that I know is going to a college athlete. Now there are just just for doing it. Now there are plenty of people that do, and that gives them a feeling of connection, the fandom, and I'm glad there are. But I think it's a different sort of mentality at school by school. And I just wondered a place like Ohio State with $10 million. Is that one, two, three big boosters? Is it a collective effort from the collective? I never know. Anytime I ask people who ought to know this stuff, they don't even know. I mean, it's the biggest mystery out there. Well, and that's why, you know, because it's through a private entity, like, you know, I'll just use, and I'm not throwing these folks under the bus it's just as the example i know because it's a private entity like 502 circle then it's not subject to open records you can't you know it's Mm -hmm. it's shrouded in mystery you know it's it's speculated about how much is there and 
all the things, but no one really knows. I mean, the people in the 502 circle mm-hmm. that run it know, but I mean, and the players know, but otherwise it's just, it's just conjecture. Then there are other part of it is how much of it's promised and not delivered. How much of it, you know, you know, we, 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 we get you here and then, you know, now I got to think that that would be a, that that would have happened at the start, but maybe it doesn't happen still. At least I would hope that it doesn't happen still, you know, but, but it's, it's hard to say, you know, and if it ever becomes the model where, you know, the, the universities, the institutions are paying the players directly. We make them employees. You know, the court cases all come out and then they're mm-hmm. employees. Then you will see because it's coming from the school directly. And that all of that is, is, is subject to open records. Yeah. Yeah. And then is that going to be good? Because then you got guys on the team all knowing what the other guys are making. And I don't know if that's great either, but I guess they do that in pro sports. I mean, it's very public knowledge. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely definitely um, different, but ten million dollars. Well, and the the other thing about that is, I mean, Texas A and M had no shortage of money. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, it's like I I get the idea that that we're gonna give we're gonna money whip this and and you know, ten million dollars is is a lot and and and. Does that guarantee anything? No, it doesn't, because Texas A&M had at least that, if not more, and it didn't. It guaranteed a new coach. You know what I will say about that is, like when you talk about NIL and you look at a place like UCLA basketball, you know, and you know, for the record, I am not bring bring Mick back or you no, know, you right, know, right, you know, right, 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 mix the, the pick. pick yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not that guy. But I mean, when you look at the fact that there is no NIL out there for him, it puts him at a competitive disadvantage. He doesn't have to have ten million dollars. But he probably needs a million or two, you know. I mean, something. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. But yeah, it changes my perspective on 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 how I feel about the players. Um, let's go uh, back to the phone lines here, and we got some sound we want to get to. But let's go to Chuck up next. Chuck, welcome in. Good morning. What's up, Drew? Chuck, we know. Not much, man. I uh, I should know the answer to this question as much as I listen. But who is who's like the oversight? on NIL. Is it the NCAA or? It's the Wild West. It, is there oversight? <laughs> um, look, well, it, it, it appears there's no rules, and then all of a sudden they want to hammer, was it Florida State, for, for like driving a recruit to meet with the like collective, and I'm like, and that's it? And they're like going to hammer them over, and I'm like, uh, okay, then I def- it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be any rules, and now we're going to like go crazy on one. Right. Well, the reason I ask is it just seems like at some point you guys using the, the pro team analogy, the professional analogy, at some point it seems like the owners are all going to get together and say, look, we got to have some rules because we got guys showing up, taking some money, leaving three months later. We mm-hmm. got guys that are getting paid, aren't doing anything. I mean, it, it just seems like it's go- if it stays this way, you know, it seems like it's going to have to change, and I think it's the schools that are going to have to step up, or whoever's paying this money. I guess the money runs out; they'll have to change it. You, I do think the market will correct a lot of itself. I mean, just look—if you look at the Trenton Flowers situation, I know somebody who really got burned on that, who, who had given a lot of money to his NIL. He never get pays a dribble, you know, plays a, a, you know, dribbles a ball here, and he never shows up, and that person is just kind of out the money and that, and then that creates a, you know, a tough spot with that person. And then the university, even though it's not necessarily their fault, but I think there'll be some market. There's gotta be some, I mean, you gotta allow the market to correct itself a little bit here on its own. Right. Well, I don't know. Interesting topic. It's going to be um, wild to see how all this plays out, you know, five, oh, yeah. 10 years down the road. Do you like, does it change the way you view the game at all? Like what does it do for you? Um, 
Not really, because I think the the good players were getting paid something anyway. You know, I've, yeah. You know, I've always heard it. You're not cheating. You're not trying. You know, and all those guys want to win. I, it doesn't change it for me. Not you know. Now I tell you what, in football, it doesn't change it for me. I'm actually excited for the kids because mm-hmm. I feel like they're getting something. I don't know if it's the four and twenty eight and the six in the. 10 and 400, <laughs> but it does change it for me in basketball. Yeah. You know, I think if maybe we were winning, it wouldn't so much, but. Well, you I like to know. think you're getting a benefit of your bargain, right? I mean, you like to think. Exactly. Yeah, it's like if they're getting paid, then don't suck. That's yeah. exactly right. So. That's right. All right, guys. See y'all. Thank you. I pre- appreciate it, Chuck. I- All right. Go ahead. I'll chime in. I, I, it changes my perspective a little bit, knowing that the players have agents. And they're always looking out for what's best for themselves in every situation. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, like you're these guys' age to a certain yeah. extent, so you probably know more about this than anybody. Well, and it's kind of it's it's tough. And I, you know, I coach youth soccer, and like there's no nil on that, and the players want to play for fun, right? And when you take that aspect out of it, it I do see how it could be harder to make players give some effort on the court when they know, you know, like man, I'm not playing this for fun. I'm right. playing this mm-hmm. for money. And, I, you know, it it takes some of the, you know, I love sports, so it takes some of the lore of sports out of it where you're just playing to compete and you you just want to win. You know, it's, I don't think that's a thing anymore. And that, that does change my perspective when I get down to the nitty-gritty of it. But when mm-hmm. the game's on, I'm kind of just the same way I've always been. Well, and one of the things that, you know, Lloyd was on in the first hour, and he didn't talk about it today, but I've heard him talk about it at nauseam. One of the things, they, they talk about the AAU mentality. I mean, you're doing youth soccer, which is quasi like that, right? I mean, it's not the St. X or Trinity or the college. It's, it's the club soccer. And, you know, it's like we're going to play at one, and if we win, we play at four, and if we lose, we play at three. You right. know, there's always another game, so it's not a matter of – I mean, it's, it's – ah, we'll get them on the next one, you know, and we'll get and, – and when that sort of permeates – the college ranks it's like the people who take it very seriously you know who've grown to to have an identity with their with their team of choice and you know it's one of the things that you used to hate to watch in pro sports is when the guys were walking off the field and they're you know one team lost one team wins and they're all you know laughing and cutting up and shaking hands and and, and like they love each other and it's like because it's just a job for them and it becomes just a job for these college students and so they walk off the floor and they you know everything's fine and it's like you want it to you want it to aggravate them and you want it to motivate them and so there's a part of you that feels like the money sort of deadens that at least for me but i'm kind of like chase we're in that i agree with all that but and then when the game starts like football next fall i'm like okay all right let's just go you know it's like it's 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 um it's it i think it, you i'm able to sort of forget about it right a little bit you know um, text by line, the way, I'll, I'll, go ahead. I'm saying text line says one thing that it does is it gives you another year of guys like Ashton Gelati and Quincy Riley. Without NIL, these guys are off to the NFL or you know mm-hmm. the the whatever the new conglomeration of the XFL and the USFL. What is yeah, they they've merged? Right, I guess. UFL or something. Yeah, yeah. So well, that takes me to, to women's basketball. I mean, women's basketball, um, you can make seems to me far more money as a college player than a WNBA player, especially as a rookie your first couple of years. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin Clark is as big a star as the sport has. I'm assuming she's making more than what's the WNBA like league minimum. It's got to be like or, or rookie salary. I mean, something I'm certain neither of us have ever looked up. Right. <laughs> WNBA rookie pay.
pay scale. Um, I'm sure it's not high. I think the highest paid player in the league is like $200,000, $240,000, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, okay, here you go. First round picks one through four will make $78,000 their first year. Five through eight, $75,000. Remaining picks, $72,000. So they're making, making basically $70,000 a year with real-world expenses. Mm-hmm. Not like college where, like, all your expenses are tra- – you're not hiring a trainer. You're not – you know, you have a place to – you've got food. I mean, you got you got all that. So, you know, Caitlin Clark has become as probably well-known as a women's college basketball player that I can never remember because the sport just, it grew last year. Right. I mean, the numbers were the TV ratings were like 10, 10 million people, which is a lot for the, like the, I think it was a championship game. Um, but then uh, did you, did you see her, uh, you see her incident on, uh, on Sunday? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, and the first time I saw it in real time, one angle, I'm like, Oh man, that's terrible. They got to keep those people off the court. Then I watched the second time. Like, wait a minute. She saw that person. She ran right into her. And then you see the other angle. It's like, not only did she see that person, she shoved and then flopped and act like they had done something wrong. Now, I had not heard any post game from this, but now we do. Um, I, somebody had sent me this, so I'm, I'm anxious to hear this, to hear this explanation. Let's go. I was just trying to exit the court as quickly as possible, so I started running, and I was absolutely just hammered by somebody trying to run onto the court and basically blindsided and, um, you know, kind of scary, could have caused a pretty serious injury to me and knocked the win out of me but um luckily my teammates kind of picked me up and got me off the court so um and their ad already came and apologized to me so i really appreciate that and um you know this is what comes with the territory i mean i'm sure they tried their best to do whatever they could obviously it didn't work and that's disappointing but um you know just focus now on the game and you know ways we can get better yeah, I, the problem is we don't, everybody has seen the different angles by now. So I don't know if she has said something about it. I know since then I haven't I haven't seen anything. Yeah. But that's not what happened. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, so no. you know I don't know if if you're the Iowa AD, uh, don't you say, hey, look, you've built a brand. You know, you got to get out. Um, you know, here's the video. We've all seen it. Um, that player should have been on the court. Or the other person should have been on the court, but you initiated the contact. You yeah. know, I, you know. I, I, I think it's one of those. Victim. I think it's one of those things. If you're the Iowa AD or you're Caitlin Clark or anybody like that, I think you just sort of hope that this thing dies. And and you know, and, and certainly with the news cycle, the sports news cycle being what it is, I think it'll go away. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it's definitely she's she didn't appear to be quite the victim. You know, no, upon further review. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. So I don't know if it goes away when you are the, um, you know, the frankly, the, the biggest, you know, it's probably the face of the women's basketball. She's the most famous person oh, yeah. in the sport. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. But, it, but when you get all that attention and I assume money that goes with it through NIL, you're going to have a microscope on you. And, man, I, I wish that, that's um, you sort of wish someone in their, um, you know, sports information office would say, hey, we got another angle. But maybe that angle wasn't available until. I don't know. Well, you know, whenever maybe that angle was was um, you know not didn't didn't come up till after the game. I don't know because it isn't. It, they got it off the score of the shot clock. Or yeah, whatever. it'd be like this a Bruder film. You know, it's like she goes back and to the left. You know, um, 
Yeah, it's it's it, it was yeah. it was it was a bad look for sure. But you know, you talk about NIL. One of the things on the text line, someone said, Keith, why didn't the NIL collective sue Trenton Flowers for breach of contract? I mean, you mentioned it, you know, earlier that there was someone that was you know, that had paid oh. a fair amount of money into the collective, and then there was never a ball dribbled, you know. So there's the idea. Well, you know, can you sue him for breach of contract? And I'm sure that that the the reaction that was a thought yeah i will tell you that that, that was I, I don't i don't i mean you can never say never i don't know what the statute of limitations is believe me i i know that that was definitely discussed yeah well contracts claims are long they're like 15 years so i mean you you know it's, it's yeah, definitely okay. something that that, that that has a tail on it but um then there's the idea i mean the negative impact that that that, that would have for your nil and i'm sure there are people out there like look man i'm sorry <laughs> please don't sue him because then 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 you know that that would be used against you in as far as recruiting oh that's the place where they sued the kid because you know yada mm-hmm. yada yada so my answer to you is why didn't they sue him probably because of that i mean could yeah, they have no s- i think you do i think you go to that person and say look we'll make it right with you yep um you know somehow on this just just we will um it's just it's going to do more harm than good and that person's smart enough to know okay all right show me and i will yeah yeah so, it's one thing we haven't discussed yet and i didn't even know about it till um, after the show yesterday, because I don't pay attention uh, to golf. You know this, this this Alabama sophomore that just won the PGA Tour event. I, I saw something about it on Twitter, and they're like, "Well, he's got to go pro now." I mean, he you know because I, I think he had a, a he's, he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty. He's a sophomore in Alabama, and name's Nick Dunlap. I mean, the youngest amateur to win since nineteen ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a while ago. Um, it's. It's amazing to think that a you know I guess the rules must be different in golf than than tennis because I, I think in tennis at least it used to be the way because this is how Mary Carrillo turned pro. Uh, Mary Carrillo ran up a huge bar tab like at, at one tournament she got to like the semis of while playing as an amateur and the bar tab was more money than she had but less money than the prize money and she was like well guess I'm gonna go pro take that prize money <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, but so this guy, it's a shame. It would have been a million and a half dollars. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, they paid now, the second place. What's, what's that? The, they yeah. paid the second place. Yeah. Oh. Does the second place guy tip his caddy? That'd be my question. You know. <laughs> I mean, what's the caddy get? The caddy that caddy ought to be getting ten percent on a win, right? I mean Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, but, that's yeah, that's that's tough. Oh I, I that's just amazing to think that, you know, you could have a college they had like nick saban calling in on the broadcast and everything oh wow um yeah because he's a you know alabama guy I, it's just um um it's just a, a, one of the more amazing feats that just happened to be accomplished on nfl divisional round weekend while 40 million people were watching the lions game yeah you know well i mean it, and so is is the kid going to make the determination to go pro or is he just going to decide to stay college and and so he's got um let's see so he can't receive he couldn't receive any of the purse so he has obviously his decision to make so now he has his pga tour card through 2026 um so that's that's huge so so um he's got exemptions into seven signature events and then the masters and the pga um and as the 2023 amateur champ he already had the masters invite um so if he here's this option what if he remains an amateur he would have 30 days after the 2024 PGA Tour season ends in September to turn pro and have his PGA Tour card for 2025. The same would apply to the end of 2025, where you'd have membership in 2026. If he does not turn pro, he could still play in full field events, 
because of the tournament's winners category. Um, there's the extra wrinkle. He currently has 11 points on the PGA accelerated program, whatever that is, which grants college golfers a PGA tour card if they accrue, accrue 20 points in their college golf career. I don't know. I, it, it sounds like I thought I, I just assumed he could turn pro this week if he wanted to. Well, I read and it, like this is like as general as it gets. If he if he decides to not turn pro, which means he won't make money, he gets to play the British Open and maintain his college you know mm-hmm. with status but if he turns pro he d- he forfeits the right to play the british open this year or any other like of the big majors i'm pretty sure and then he has mm-hmm. to earn that right for the year afterwards but he, then he, he also doesn't mm. get to go to college so i don't know yeah. that, that's that's really where the option lies i don't know what the prestige is and getting to play the major if you're not going to win any of the money uh but golfers golfers know better than i do yeah and and, and i don't know it says he is eligible just real quickly is eligible to take up pga tour membership at any time during 2024 so and and so i don't know if what that looks like but it seems to me that if you've got a pga tour card you're doing pretty well financially so you know we send our kids to school with the idea of you need to get a you need follow this path because this is the this is the path that, that we've told everyone helps you make money if your ability to make money is tied to an athletic ability and this ability makes itself available to that's why you can't get mad at guys for going pro out of you know out of basketball or football or baseball or skipping mm-hmm. college in general you know i mean your your job is to make money and this is an opportunity for you to do that go get go get the money you know i mean I, I, you go get the money and go get the level of competition i mean yeah. you know i mean golf's you know a crazy sport it's not like he's going to win every single tournament but i you know the the players he's going against going to be much better on the pro tour than college but you have so much infrastructure in place in college with all your bills paid with um you know with with coaching and everything else i mean i guess the real thing will be what what the sponsors come to him with like real nil right. <laughs> you know, like like does nike you know who just uh, has a bunch of money off their books uh, from tiger woods do they come after him right um you know i i would think those that would play in a lot because since he's got his tour card that long anybody you know will tell you with golf you don't have to play good Every, you have to play well every weekend. You got to play well like two to four weekends of the year, right? And yeah. it's where you win your money. Yeah, I mean it's it doesn't look like a bad life. I mean, the Netflix did the did the the series on the on you know mm-hmm. kind of following the tour, and I watched a, a little bit. I'm not a big I'm not a huge golf guy, uh, but I watched it because it's interesting. Reality television is interesting. You we were tied supposed to, to be in that hit the editing room floor. You know, we interviewed Justin while they were taping that. <laughs> We did no, just that we had to sign like uh, waivers and stuff to let them use our footage. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, the, yeah. When that, the one Justin Thomas interview uh, that we had uh, at, at his tournament, yeah, they they taped it, and we we had to sign like I don't know if it was Actors Guild. That may be too much of a statement. We had to sign something allowing them to you know sign over our you know rights. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, it kind of hurts my feelings that you're sitting here talking to me and you we signed something about our rights and we don't know exactly what yeah, it was but right, but yeah right. we, we we waved we waved whatever about a timeshare yeah i think about a timeshare <laughs> from netflix that's right <laughs> but yeah oh, it's, it's not it's not a bad life it's not a bad life so i would encourage him to i would if it was my kid and he, and he just lost a million and a half dollars yeah. um why don't we go ahead and see if we can't cash this in you know right and you forfeit the right to play in the majors this year but next year right like you you get to like you'll be playing at him. Yeah. If, I mean, he, and he's talented, obviously. So why does he forfeit the right this year? He's in the Masters already, though. I thought he might be. I don't. I know. I know it's the British Open. I heard. I actually heard okay. Zach talking about it yesterday with Louie. But they uh, yeah. noted golf analyst Zach. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I trust him. Yeah. 
He's yeah. legit. He checks out. Well, because they all have like different rules, you know. For the the, the Masters has their own, then the PGA and uh, and everything else. But he can go straight to the Live Tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they'll give the him guaranteed tour, money. Don't you come after him if you're the Live Tour? Oh, absolutely. And you guarantee him money. It's like, look, yeah, you're really good. We know that you you didn't get a million and a half because of these dumb rules. So we're gonna we're gonna spot you. I mean. If they gave him a five million dollar contract, he'd be low paid on the live tour. I mean, right? Because they're paying just ridiculous. It kind of feels like the prize money for that tournament is like the prize money for the Kentucky Derby winner. Like you're going to make so much more than that in the breeding rights. Whereas this one, yeah, you didn't win, but your publicity and you're that young, twenty years old, that you know that that somebody's you know whether it's Nike, whether it's a live tour, you're on their radar. He'll he'll be make. I I bet when when a I got to assume it's just going to be a matter of getting an agent, you see, seeing what people can do for you, and then taking that money. Yep. So, yeah. And um, so, yeah, he's definitely in the Masters. Uh, I have a texture saying he's definitely in the Masters because he won the U.S. Amateur. So, all right. There we go. Okay. All right. We'll continue along here. We've got, um, uh, what do we have coming up with you? Uh, we'll have trivia brought to you by our friends at Louisville Furniture. So, we've got that uh, coming up on the other side. If you need to get work done on your roof, Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. I know they helped you out, Keith Pointer. They did. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. You call them up. Yeah, my mom actually was dealing with her insurance company. Uh, they sent an adjuster out. No, that 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 doesn't warrant uh, a replacement. The guys from Carlin they came right out and they said, you know, they wrote up a, a proposal, demonstrated exactly why it was. And not every insurance adjuster that comes out is created equal. A lot of times they put these guys out there. They, you know, it, it's it's kind of like getting the DoorDash adjuster. You know, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's what happened in my mom's situation. So when they sent another guy out and he looked at the at the paperwork that Carlin, he's like, well, yeah, that they're right. That makes sense. Next thing you know, the roof's paid for. It's a $10,000 change in position. You know, I yeah. mean, wow. you go from, you go from having the, your insurance company uh, and we can talk about how I hate all insurance, but you go from your insurance company telling, you no, know, and you're going to have to spend 10 grand on a roof to Carlin coming out, doing a little bit of legwork, helping you out and did a great job. They're very, very pleased. And that's the second roof uh, of, of family members of mine that, that Carlin has done in the last year. So so there you go. And they took care of my roof. They've been doing it since the last 40 years now, 1984, when I started that business up. So it's it's Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal online, carlinroofs.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. And Tommy Harris talking about him right here in the Dinner Show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. She don't know she's beautiful. Casting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Now, here's Drew Diener and Keith Pointer. That's great. 
Got a little yeah. Sammy Kershaw for Keith Pointer right there after he, uh, you know, Thank told you. that story earlier. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love Sammy Kershaw, so I'm in. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to call Keith a liar. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, man, I don't know about it, man. I'm, I'm going to choose not to believe that story. Yeah, so. I, I wish yeah. that it weren't true. I mean, you know, it just yeah. Don't meet the people you look up to. It's just it's a bad thing. It's a bad. And thing. Rummage really isn't here to discuss any of this. He's discussed the big news of the morning that Netflix right? is getting in the WWE game. Five billion dollar deal. I didn't see the numbers. Yep. Five billion for how long? For what, ten years. Netflix at oh the end of ten years gosh. has the right to extend, or they can get out of it in five. So, that, so they got a five-year look in. Oh yes. my god! But yeah, five billion dollar deal. It's it's mm. one. Of, listen, WWE is all jokes aside. When they had the WWE Network that went full streaming. And took pay-per-views and everything to that. Mm -hmm. And now this kind of being one of the first times to take a big show Mm -hmm. and put it, you know, I mean, the NFL's tried it too, but this is for a long period of time. They really, if you watch the WWE and what they do, sometimes they kind of point you in the direction when they did the WWE network, everybody was like streaming. That's crazy. That didn't ever work. Well, now everything's streaming. Mm -hmm. So now... You see the first time a show has said, no, we're going to go a la carte on Netflix. You, you pay for that. That's what we're going to do. I think it's coming, man. Like I, So, I, so I, you, you, there'll still be pay-per-view events on Netflix? Is that what it'll be? Uh, well, no. The pay-per-view events are still on Peacock because the okay. WWE Network is uh, purchased by Peacock. So, the whole library is on there. Just Monday Night Raw is okay. going to be on Netflix. God, so half a billion dollars a yeah, year. Uh, five, yeah, five billion over ten. And like I said, and then of course five year look in, or at the end of ten, Netflix can just say, No, we're keeping you for another ten. And WWE you know, I mean, can't get out of it. Pay per view seemed to kill boxing's mainstream popularity, hmm. but I don't see it you know, I, I don't know if UFC and WWE, like I don't know if it's gonna you know have the same effect on them and I don't, I don't know what the difference is frankly but well, it, well they it don't like it's not slowing it down no well no and, and like i said i mean wwe pay-per-views now aren't as bad because you can get peacock and if you got peacock for ten dollars a month you're getting the pay-per-view so it's hmm. not a fifty dollar a month thing anymore the way it used to be um and of course you you know they're owned by the same company now Mm, yeah. Which they also, The Rock is on the board of directors. They announced that this morning, too, now yeah. over the UFC and WWE. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty massive move, man. Like, I mean, yeah, what, what's, yeah, what's, how is he on the board of both? What, what are they under? What umbrella are they under? TKO bought Endeavor, which is what owned UFC. Well, okay. TKO merged UFC and WWE. So they're both owned by the same people now. Hmm. So, yeah, they're all under one umbrella now. That was a big deal that happened earlier this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. making some massive moves, man. Well, and there are so many ways to buy your television, right? You know, yeah. You've got, you got Prime, Netflix, YouTube TV, Peacock, mm-hmm. all of these different yeah. things. And, I, and yeah. I cut the cord to buy them all. Right. It was and, awesome. and, and, and it's funny because we're like, well, we're going to cut the cord and yeah. save money. I paid you $600 in streaming. Yeah, now. It's, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then the only right thing that offended people was that Peacock – Got the you know the, the the wild card game. Yep. Like I've got, I've got a bunch of people like I'll not be dead yeah. over my dead body yeah. before I give them money for that. Twenty three you know? million viewers is that what it was? They said. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like I, I just don't watch. understand how 
the people why that was the breaking point for people i can't do that six dollars i got netflix and i got prime and i got hbo you know uh, but i'm not doing six dollars for that well the numbers say it wasn't though that like yeah. like the old yeah. people uh, you know they're yeah, like right. oh, i ain't doing that well 23 million viewers you know what yeah. so seems, yeah. seems somebody like did somebody's lying all yeah. you people they're like i would never do that well it sounds like you, you did, did. <laughs> so, but there but but to your point there becomes a spot where there's a saturation where it's like how much more are we going to spend like, yeah. you know i mean everybody has got their hand out for all these different streaming services mm-hmm. and it's like oh i want to watch that and it's like well you can't because you don't have i know and there's gonna there has to be a there has to be a point where it it falls off a cliff. I don't know where that is. We're clearly not there yet, but yeah. that's that's the bet. Well, right? depending on what happens in November, we'll know how the economy's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's four more years of this, and you'll be <laughs> rationing food. <laughs> on that note, we'll do trivia by uh, Louisville Furniture, LouisvilleFurnitureKY.com, where you can go. Uh, and no matter who's the president of the United States, they're going to have a great deal for you over there at Louisville Furniture. Uh, we'll be over there, I think, Thursday. That's we'll be over there. We'll be over Thursday. So, so there you go. Now I brought you a little furniture. All right, so Chase, what do we got? What Louisville men's basketball player is the all-time leader in three-point field goals? Uh, is it Dean? Yeah. I feel like it's Dean. Dean. I feel like he broke a record, right? Was he how many years? Man, he played for four years. Yeah, yeah okay. A, I mean, yeah. even though the one year he was out a pretty big chunk of it with that groin injury mm-hmm. last year, but... I think that's a good. That's as good as anything. Yeah, mean. yeah. He broke some kind of record. I don't know if that's what it was, but I do remember he broke something. Like, did the one wheat have it? And it wasn't Ryan McMahon. Um, no, no. Yeah. Final I don't know if you know this or not, but but Dick Vitale helped get him to Louisville. <laughs> helped Louisville. get him to Louisville. <laughs> Crazy! I didn't hear that once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think Dean's is. Uh, yeah. yeah, final. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Go three hundred fifty nine. There we go. Wow, three hundred fifty nine. Who is the only current NFC team that has not played in a championship game? Uh, in a conference championship game? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Or in the Super Bowl. Conference championship. Okay. Because the Lions have done it. They played the, the Redskins, right? Yep. In 92 or 93. Well, mm-hmm. it's yep. got to be a Super Bowl then, probably. Because which... Chase is looking at us like he Super, has Lions. Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 It's got to be the Lions. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah the Lions, the Lions then. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I guess I messed that one up. No, you're good. Um, what number does Jalen Reeves maybe wear? 42. There you See, go. All right. Think, good job, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, one. I don't think Lee plans tr- on Steve listen, being in here every time. I'm trying to get into some Pro Bowl parties uh, yeah. next week. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Super Bowl yeah. party. Yeah. How about a Super Bowl ticket? Uh, well, you know what? I don't think that's going to happen, so I'm kind of rooting yeah. for him to lose <laughs> yeah. so oh. I can go to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so I'll be down there anyway, so we're going to... Get that rolling. You in Orlando? I find that hard to believe. Yeah, believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be hard. Hard to imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one says for Keith, what is the process by which groups or unions negotiate contracts with their employers regarding their terms and conditions collective of employment? Bargaining. Oh, a collective bargaining. Correct. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for. Yeah. <laughs> Layup. There you go. Yeah. Appreciate that. You're good. We're on a roll. Who caught Tom Brady's final Super Bowl touchdown pass? Ooh, his final Super Bowl touchdown pass? Yeah, Super Bowl, because he's so, so, not so counting the next bugs. year. Wasn't Gronk. I mean, you had, what, Evans and Godwin there, right? I mean, Gronk was probably there. Probably not Gronk somebody. Was yeah, Gronk was there. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was him, but yeah, Evans, Godwin, Gronk. It's got to be one of them. Unless it was, was it the running back? Was it uh, like Fournette or somebody? I, I don't know. Yeah, was he there? I can't even... 
I think we should say Gronkowski because he caught every other pass I that mean, the guy threw. Yeah, yeah, God I mean, bless. But, but no, yeah, whatever. You, I mean, it was it was a crappy game. Right? It was. It was yeah. terrible. I forgot how bad of a game that yeah, was. Yeah, it was, was awful. Up the other day. Yeah, um, I mean, I know Gronk had a catch a couple. I think he caught a touchdown in that game. I don't know if it was the last one. Yeah, but Mike Evans is is not a bad guess. Either, no, so, yeah, yeah, any of those guys it's probably. And now, is there anybody that would make make it an interesting answer? Uh, is there like a local? Was there there wasn't a local player on that team, right? Um, not that I know of. Trying to, there might have been. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I'm. You, you can guess one of those, and I'm I'm good with that. All right, just go with Gronk. That's what Keith says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith's a lawyer, and I trust him. It was Antonio Brown. Oh, oh wow, Antonio Brown. That would have been an interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. <laughs> Good call. That's funny. What legendary Louisville attorney famously once he said, worked. "He doesn't need a lawyer; he needs a hacksaw." <laughs> he doesn't need a lawyer; he needs a hacksaw. Um, oh, yeah. Only knew a lawyer on this panel. That sounds like a Frank Haddad quote. Um, Wouldn't it be nice if we actually, if there were only like a couple scenarios where a lawyer ever would have been involved? Yeah. Now I'm like, well, I don't know. He doesn't need a lawyer. He needs, what would you say that about? To get out of prison, I would imagine. Mm. To saw your dead right. Read it it again. You say it was a famous lawyer, famous case. How do you say that? Legendary Louisville attorney famously once said, well, the, Who's the, the guy that was in the trash can? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an Indiana guy. Um, uh, <laughs> he was in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, and I know his name, and I'm not going to say <laughs> it. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are some professional courtesies that will extend. That's fair. Um, but <laughs> Wh- Whisper it to me. I'll yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The most... The most Who's the famous, most famous Louisville attorney? Louisville yeah, yeah. attorney in a criminal in a criminal setting is Frank Haddad. I mean, he was he was the bar by which everything was sort of measured. So, I mean, if I were just okay. picking famous Louisville lawyers, he would be my pick. Mm. Final answer. I'd love to know the story. Yeah, sure. Excuse yeah, me. Refer to the lawyer. Yeah. Got it. Wow. wow. Who who was so who was he? I have no idea. Oh, Frank Haddad. He was the criminal defense attorney. If you got in trouble for anything and you wanted to not be in trouble, you called Frank Haddad and and. If you had enough money, which was typically all you had, you know, how much is it, is the fee? I don't know how much you have. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he would he, he made he made a lot of people's lives considerably better. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Who is, Did Lee know Keith was going to be on? Is that how he got? Some I think I think he came up with this like yeah. today as as Keith. As oh, you okay. Were, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Great. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Interesting. I'm just looking it up. When Donnie Wahlberg, then of the boy band New Kids on the Block, dumped a quart of, of vodka on the carpet, the seal box, and set it on fire, mm. he called Haddad, who got him a sweet plea bargain to make public service announcements on fire safety in exchange for his arson charge being dropped. Wow. Man. I mean, Frank was, he was it. Yeah, he was He was it. Yeah. So. All right. Who is the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl? Uh, oh, McVay? Or was it like, wasn't Madden really young? Or mm, that could um, be. back in the day, I'm just trying to think. McVay's got to be a good choice. It may be yet. Um, McVay looked younger than Madden. I saw the video of Madden. Yeah, he, he was yeah, young, Matt, but you're, he was, yeah. Oh. But Madden kind of looked the same. <laughs> yeah, because Madden changed. was like he won that in what, like the 70s, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's not um, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I I don't know why I thought I saw something with McVeigh being. McVay, like, I mean, McVeigh seems like the more obvious. But thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I would go with that personally, but that's me. Final answer. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who did he surpass? Is the bonus question. Oh, there you go, Drew. Uh, no, that could be John Madden. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike Tomlin. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, second year, right? Yeah. Um, what Hall of Fame quarterback retired after winning Super Bowl Thirty Three? So how long? Wait, what number are we? I see, this is where I always get screwed up. So how long ago was that? Are we, on, are we coming up on sixty? Or yeah, because Peyton Peyton played. That was Super Bowl fifty or forty when they played because uh, he won mm-hmm. against Carolina in Super Bowl. What numbers you saying? Thirty three. Is what Elway was that his era? And didn't he retire? That would have been ninety seven mm. well, or ninety eight. It was ninety eight. So, oh, it was ninety nine. Never mind. No, it's ninety eight. Stop listening yeah. to me. Yeah, ninety eight was thirty three. Well, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking went Elway. Okay. So I'm trying to go back from if so, so Peyton and them I, played we're almost Super Bowl to 40. 60, So we're talking twenty seven years, seven years, or twenty five years ago. Um, so that would have been like 99. Yeah, I mean, that LA, that was that year when they, they played mm-hmm. the Falcons in that second one in the 98-99 season. Because when he was an up-and-comer, I mean, it was like you'd get these Super Bowls just gunslinging it. Yep. He'd never win. Then Terrell Davis um, you know, made he won, his life easier. He won those two back-to-back. I, I would go with LA, yeah. Yeah, I think it's LA. Yay. Boom. There we go. Who threw six touchdowns in Super Bowl 39, which is still the record today? Wasn't Steve Young? When Brom was uh, when like when he was in no because thirty nine would have been if Elway was thirty three thirty nine would have been in the two thousands. Mm. So yeah, you're right. It would have been um, above that. What would have? Who was like Brady I mean, didn't throw Kurt that Warner man. maybe. The greatest show on the Super Bowl was that high scoring, was it? No, I thought it was no. like twenty eight to something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, uh, Brady, I mean, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to mm, be Brady no. or. Uh, or was it or Manning? Manning, I was gonna say. And just say Manning. That way, you can say you don't have to say Peyton or Eli. Yeah. You just say Manning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got like a two for one. I mean, okay. wait. What, and and so what Super Bowl again? Tell me. Tell me which one. Thirty nine. Okay, so that would have been if thirty three was in ninety nine. Yeah. So oh five. So oh five was. Oh wait a minute. That was oh five was Eagles. Oh five was Eagles Patriots, right? Because didn't, I'll take your word. didn't yeah. um, Deion Branch won the MVP? Oh, I th- I, okay. hold on, hold on. I think the I think the the um, I question mean, my- is 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 wrong. I think thirty nine. I think it might be earlier than that. And okay, because Steve Young. Well, is, I know Steve is, Young. Yeah, through yeah, six. yeah, it's Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to look that Are up. You reading your yeah. Roman numerals incorrectly? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it says thirty nine. I think it's a typo. Um, oh, okay. We can do one more. What quarterback holds sure. the record for most? Rushing yards in a Super Bowl. Ooh, did Donovan McNabb do it? Mm, that's a good one. Um, was that a Doug Williams? Or, hmm, he just three bombed it, man. Doug Williams did. Yeah, I, um, I know. Just, who was the guy from the Titans? Steve uh, McNair. Steve McNair. It's not a bad guess. Um, ah, Dick never got the one right. Um. <laughs> This is Steve Young. <laughs> yeah, Steve, yeah. He can run, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know. 
feel like we have to pick a white guy just 30 seconds. on principle. Just to not be right. <laughs> yeah. like, You're right. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's save ourselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the uh, Tom Brady? No. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Young. Who was it? Jalen Hurts. Oh, it was Jalen Hurts. Right. Yeah. No, there you go. 15. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, appreciate the help. Yeah, Steve, fun. we'll hear from you in a moment here. Keith, appreciate the help as well, my man. Thanks, brother. Take care.